Guess who? It's me again. It's five o'clock. Do you care what the mainstream media says? What's up, fam? You out there? You listening? What's going on, guys? Good to see you guys out there. Happy Friday already. Another week flies by. It's the 10th of June already, and um, it's kind of quiet today. Notice that there is, like, not a whole lot going on today, (laughs) but I got um, Sundance's new article that came out today. Disinformation panels corrupt FBI activity, government control over speech and social media, the January 6th propaganda effort. It's one long continuum. It's a fairly long article. It's probably going to take us about an hour to get through, but I want to do it. I want to see, I want to, I, you know, I, I, I kind of want to pick Sundance's brain on that article. So we're going to, we're going to dig into that a little bit. We'll talk a little bit about January 6th. And then I got just some other good stuff for you guys out there today. Gableman in the news today. You got to see this. I'm going to save that for the second half. Um, There is also uh, some other interesting voter integrity news stuff that I got for the second half. So the first half, mostly that new Sundance article and uh, a little bit about January 6th, and then we'll move on to uh, some uh, election integrity stuff. And then if you guys want to call in, just just say, hey, in chat, I want to call in, and uh, I'll open up the phone lines at any point. So we can do that today, too, just kind of a chill Friday as usual. I see... um, I see you guys all working your way in there today. Good, good to see you guys over there on the foxhole.app. Thanks for being here today, guys. How do you like that paused screen right there? How <laughs> That was an accident. That was pretty cool, though. <laughs> Anyways, good to see you guys out there. Will he fix it in the house with Noodlegate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One slip up, I'll never let it live it down, will I? <laughs> That's good to see you out there, Willie. Hope all is well. Tori is in the house. God bless you. Uh, I like quiet start of Wally weekend. Come on down. I hear you. I'm loving that idea. It's good to see you out there. I hope all is well. RP4L, what's up? It's good to see you out there. Politius in the house. God bless you, my friend. Hope all is well on your front as well. Everything Uncensored Abe is at uncensoredabe.com. It's over here somewhere in this page hey there it is we're at uh, episode 285 of the podcast today i was thinking about going back and doing some a q dig real quick maybe today too. see if we have time see what uh what's coming up for the next couple weeks in uh q post uh you know ceremonial two-year three-year deltas i don't know i don't know i really want to get through that sundance thing though so i'm gonna hop on that first check out the podcast so i don't have to babble anymore pod pod, beam iheart apple google spotify pick one anyone just search search uncensored day but i'm gonna expand those to a few more uh areas i've I've been getting pings from different podcast companies to join my podcast platform so that's kind of interesting telegram true social is out there thank you for being there today Everyone out there in chat, I'll, see, I'll, I'll catch up with you guys in just a second, chat. Telegram and True Social, links are out there. If you want to watch the live show, you can watch it right here. Just click watch. 
Don't forget to get yourself a I Want My News Uncensored shirt. Check that when you get time. Uh, Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. Eastern, every single day. Uh, we, we try to just stay consistent every day, two hours a day, 5 Eastern. If you can make it live, I get it. If you can't, you can always catch the replay. I get it. A lot of stuff going on on Fridays around this time. No worries. Foxhole, DLive, Twitch, Rumble, CloudHub, and Tiger Network are where you can find the live stream. Otherwise, you can always catch the replays on the website as well right here. That last two shows are always up there, as well as previous show content. Content, stuff you need to see, such as that Judy Mikovitz interview. If you haven't seen that yet, you want to see that. If you want to help keep the lights on, I appreciate it. I could use your guys' help. Cash App, PayPal, and Patreon, how you can do that. And now we have been sponsored by my pillow. I've I've put the pinkies up and I've uh, I've stepped it up a notch, I think. I have to keep this sponsor though. So if you can, do me a favor. If you need some some uh, slippers, if you're thinking about buying something from uh from my pillow, use discount code Abe and help me out because I gotta keep sponsors. You know what I'm saying? They don't just uh, keep sponsoring you. If you don't, if nobody buys stuff, it's not, that's, that's not how things work. So <laughs> I'm just playing, help me out. There's some cool stuff on there. Like this, uh, const- the dec- declaration and constitution collection, the lion of Judah, um, which is really cool too. I would love to get that 11 by 14 satin art print, um, by, uh, Vanessa satin print lion of Judah. You can get it for 28 bucks, normally 40 bucks. That is pretty cool for sure. Um, so a lot of cool stuff on MyPillow.com backslash Abe, or you can dial the phone number that's on, on the screen below, uh, 544-8939. Use discount code Abe. You get a sweet discount, and you get uh, a book, a free book with it as well. So thanks for all the support from MyPillow.com. We appreciate you guys very much. Facebook, True Social, and Gabblings are at the very bottom right there, as well as the email address, Linktree, and how you can get a hold of my P.O. box as well. All the ways to get a hold of me if you want to do that. So that's how you can do that there. Thanks for joining us here today on this Friday afternoon. I'm looking forward to just kind of hanging out with you guys guys today so we'll have a fun time with chat today i was just kind of spend uh, as much time um you know just kind of chilling with you guys today so that's kind of the plan that's the plan for fridays if you guys want to call in let me know i'll get the uh i, I can just go ahead and get the zoom room open so in case anybody does want to call in it's, it's ready to roll phantom f4 tam growl in the house good to see you it's a quote let's make some noise patriots just so you know my name is victoria my sister gave me the lovely nickname and it's kind of stuck May as well live up to it. I gotcha. Uh, Victoria, thank you for joining us. God bless you. I appreciate you being here. Um, Placed an order yesterday. Awesome. Blue eyes open in the house. Thank you for the can. I appreciate that very much. Much love to you. Thank you for joining us here today. I appreciate you guys. Uh, Okay. uh, Let me fix the um, call-in number on the screen. So if you guys do at any point want to call in, feel free to anytime. Come hang out if you want to. Let me go say hello to everyone else that's out there today. Over there on Rumble, the clouds working their way in there today. Hit do me a favor, hit the plus button on Rumble. I appreciate you. most of you guys have already done that. Lots of lurkers out there coming in today and hanging out. Hanks out there and, and Chris, thank you for being here today, guys. In chat, thanks for being here today, guys. All the lurkers, much love to you over there at uh, Tiger Network Tour3.com, Twitch, Cloud Hub, wherever you're at, hanging out today. Much love to you guys. Comfortably numbs, I think first in the house today. Uh, yes, along with Chris, thank you for being here. Uh, Deplore Laura, much love to you. Thank you for the kind words recently. I appreciate that. It's uh, it does become a grind i guess I, I i do wear it on my face so maybe some of you guys can pick it up on me when i'm just feeling like i'm grinding man and it's uh it can be frustrating but i i just remember i gotta stay if i stay focused with the mission then it doesn't matter right everything else works itself out so that's what that's what stays that's what keeps me going you know what i'm saying ziva 95 and all you guys all you guys being here all the time just means a lot to me so thanks for hanging out today much love to you all we're gonna hop to some interesting stuff today without further ado uh beachside what's up what's good what's good hey gail good to see you out there 
Duppy's in the house. Keep true. I reclaim MAGA time. <laughs> Man, I wish. Oh. I realize that we got to see the go through the darkness before we see the light and all that stuff. But man, it's brutal, dude. I ended up watching some of that shit with with drunk pinata last night. It was really hard to watch, <laughs> but I forced myself to keep it on and just kind of watch it. And I don't know it. Um, it's it's amazing how far they're willing to take this. You know, I mean, do they realize that they're they're attempting to destroy the lives of freedom, loving, patriotic Americans. That's what they're doing there. And they know it and they don't care. And everyone here in America and around the world's watching this. Like you think we're that stupid. All right. All right. Go ahead. Go keep playing your games. So I don't know. I think they're going to try to steal the, the 2022 midterms. And then they're going to try to turn it into uh Trump stole or rigged the election. Like it's, it's we're, we're in, we're, we're going into major clown world time. So buckle up for the ridiculous and Babylon B is going to be um, busy. January 6th hearing review, a tour de force that demands to be seen in the largest screen possible. <laughs> Speaking of how much was that big ass screen? Who paid for it? Damn it. Ah, the latest Democrat drama, January 6th hearing, the hotly anticipated sequel of the Impeachment 2 and the Mueller Report, The Reckoning, aired on TV screens for the first time last night, and I'm happy to report that it met, nay, exceeded my wildest expectations. I'm still shaking and soiling my trousers hours after the credits rolled. It really was that horrific. Over the course of several hours, we learned that some rioters tried to destroy our democracy by entering the Capitol building and taking selfies and putting their booted Nazis feet <laughs> upon Nancy Pelosi's sacred desk. We learned that some of them broke a window and used bad language. Even the F word. One of them wore a Buffalo hat and face paint that made him look like a demon who haunts my sleep paralysis dreams. And then to cap it off when they were done, they went out for tacos, tacos, the camera work was masterful. The dialogue was sharp and poignant, delivered with the classic monotone cadence of a bored politician. Liz Cheney was a standout here. I fully expect her to be nominated for a Golden Globe, an Oscar, and Teen Choice Award. The revelations pierced me through my very soul, scrambled upon my insides, and made me throw up all over the floor several times. Above all, the hearings proved one thing. The Republicans are mean and yucky, and we must donate all of our money to Democrat politicians with their re-election campaigns this year. If we do not do this, the Republicans will murder our holy democracy. January 6th hearing is a masterpiece, a tour de force that demands to be witnessed with the friends of the largest IMAX screen possible. Call on your local theater to show the hearings in every time slot around the clock forever. Democracy hangs in the balance. Walk, no run, to your nearest IMAX to see this. You know, since you can't afford gas to drive anymore. Oh, man. <laughs> There's your freaking summary right there, Chris. Yeah, I hear you, Catbird. I, I I, did. I I wanted to see. I wanted to see what they were going to freaking say, dude. You know what I'm saying? And then as, as soon as I, I could not believe how they spun Officer Sicknick's death, they spun that as if. It was a protester who killed Officer Sicknick. We all know that that's a bunch of fucking bullshit. <laughs> and yet, once they did that, man, it, I just, all I saw was, was 
fireworks and go grab some popcorn. I mean, they, they, do they don't they don't realize that people are not buying their bullshit. The one thing they also didn't play last night was well this. They made sure to mention not to mention this. I know you're pain. I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened, where they could take it away from all of us, from me, from you, from our country. This was a fraudulent election, but we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel, but go home and go home in peace. Now, we brought that to you because President Trump on the tape says to his supporters who are right now conducting an armed insurrection on the U.S. (laughs) An armed insurrection. Way to go, Jake Tapper. Talk about things that don't age well. It's capital. He tells them to go home. But I also want to note that in that video, he lies about the election being stolen and pours more fuel on the fire. He continues his shameful behavior of lying to his supporters about what happened. It is absolutely disgraceful. I hope they listen to the part and what she said for them to go home. But to be completely frank, uh, there are mixed messages in that video. Uh, And I feel ambivalent about the fact that we even aired it, to be honest, although I certainly understand and support the idea that we did. But the idea that the president is not even capable of saying, please go home. He continues to lie to his supporters. And what I wanted to say before, Abby, is I want people to remember how they feel watching these images of the United States Capitol being taken over uh, and, and this, these clear acts of sedition and violence and terrorism by Trump supporters because there's going to be an attempt to whitewash and pretend this didn't happen. Wow, you see how quick. We're going to see some of what I... Oh, you shut the fuck up. Get the fuck off my screen, you fucking piece of shit. Um, it, it, it's always good to go back and see how they spun that narrative right away. That's 4.30 in the afternoon. And they're, they're already hammering that narrative right away. That's how you know it was a government-funded, arranged, coordinated false flag. That's how you know that the FBI helped coordinate to make sure what happened on January 6th happened. That's how you know they coordinated with the Capitol Police. That's why several Capitol Police have been fired and no longer are in their jobs. Hmm. Nobody talks about that stuff. AOC, of course, came out and being the dumb bitch she is, claims to be traumatized by January 6th footage despite the fact that, well, you know, she wasn't there. Two eighteen p.m. Leader McCarthy's office. There's a photo of it right there. Um, I saw Jack Pasebic uh, talking about this last night. I was like, "Fucking release this shit! I want to see this because I don't pay attention to fucking AOC." You know what I'm saying? I could care less what this dumb bitch says, does, or whatever. I could fucking care less. So I have no idea any part of this. People love like the banter back and forth with her and stuff. 
I find her to be a complete and total fucking moron in the shell of a human being that's worth, not worth your time. <clears throat> New York Representative AOC wasn't in the Capitol building at the time it was breached by protesters and rioters on January 6th. She was in the Cannon House office building in her office. Of course, you know, that's not how we uh, do things because without having to, you know, um, make sure that you spin narratives, you can't get people to believe it. She's tweeted this. The way it all comes rushing back into my body, it's like it's that day all over again. Oh dear. She's acting like she was the one that was <laughs> evacuating, but during the breach, she was in her office in an adjoining office building. Capitol Police make sure they came in and check on her. Yeah. Of course, you know, that, that none of that ever matters. That that stuff never matters. <clears throat> they the other thing that they did is they spun Jason Miller's testimony and they tried to pit people against each other. Um the you know, inner they tried to uh, create inner infighting within the Republican Party and, and division. They were very effective at it. Watch as you see people react. Still, even though this is a is a is 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 a a Hollywood creation. Watch as people react to the garbage that was was said and freak out about it and, and overreact. I've already seen it happen. And Donald Trump spokesman Jason Miller claims January 6th hearing testimony deceptively edited his testimony. Uh, let's see here. How long is this? Here. This is 30 seconds. I was in the Oval Office. Um... That's what they played. Never mind. Um, he says, here's what came next in my testimony. Watch Liz Cheney fail to play. Question. And what was the president's reaction when Matt said to him, hey, we've looked at the numbers. You're going to lose. Answer. I think it's safe to say he disagreed with Matt's analysis. Second question. On what basis did he give a basis? A basis. Answer. He believed that Matt was not looking at the prospect of legal challenges going our way and that Matt was looking at purely from what those numbers were showing as opposed to broader things to include legality and election integrity issues, which as a data guy, he may not have been monitoring. Gotcha. So, you know, it's always how they do these things. And Jason Miller is a great Patriot. So I just wanted to make sure I gave him a shout out because I got a feeling that there's going to be some MAGA meatheads that are going to be like, Oh, Jason Miller. He's a fucking traitor too. Uh, yeah, you know how it goes. Anyways, Sidney Powell had some good stuff out there today too. Uh, this is what, or actually this is, uh, the storm is upon us today. This is what January 6th actually was for those of us that are out in the audience today. And we're there. This is actually what January 6th was like before the FBI instigated, before the Capitol Police instigated, caused death, and then <laughs> and then made sure that the that the narrative was created. But this is actually what it was like.
So there you go. <clears throat> There's the footage that you won't be shown. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Uh, I see Aaron coming in to hang out. Let me get the, let me get Aaron in here. Hold on. Let me fix my screen here and stuff. Uh, let me let me hop Aaron in here and see what's going on today. As you guys know, it's just a chill Friday. We just try to cover some stuff and more of a hangout session. So that's the plan as always. And it's been a while since I got a chance to hang out with Aaron. So let me um, fix my, I got stupid shit going on here on my screen. Come on, fix this. Uh, let's see here. Where's my Zoom screen? There it is. Aaron, can you hear me? I cannot hear you. Uh, I'm mute. <laughs> there it is. How's uh, that? Hey, what's going on, my friend? How are you? Pretty good. How are you? I'm chilling. You know, it's Friday. Just kind of, you know, doing the doing the thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I just got to say, I, I really love your shows. I can't always watch all of them because I'm kind of working and listening all the time. Um, and I really enjoy your uh, appearances on Occam's Razor, too. I think you make a good uh, side side guy to Red Pill. I think you guys are good together. I appreciate it. Um, you know how Zach is, man. He He is so skilled at what he does that any meathead can sit next to him and <laughs> do a pretty good show. He is, he is, he is so good at what he does. He makes it so easy to work with. And I, I love just kind of having conversations with him and kind of bringing, you know, what my thoughts on certain topics are to the fold. And he does a great job of, of playing off that too, as well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's a, he's a good guy. You're a good guy too. I mean, you know, you um, X 22 and red pill and BCP, Man, you guys should all be on like ABC or NBC or one of the big, as soon as they clean house, you know, CNN. I appreciate that. Um, that's very kind of you. I, you know, I think I'm always going to stay independent. I've thought about this. If, if, if the, if the, if the, we are the media now really changes, um, through once rumble gets integrated into true social and that, that that whole kind of synergy happens it's going to be you're, it's going to be like twitter live facebook live all integrated into one that's going to be a game changer and i know they're working hard on it and it's coming probably sooner than later but uh you know i think i would i think i would like to just continue to do it this way because every time i've worked for any cause bigger than you know than just trying to uh, do this myself and just say what I want to say. There's always been a restriction of some kind. There's always, there's always been something that somebody didn't like that I said. And, and, you know, I had to, I had to explain it or something. It was just, it just got old, man. You know what I'm saying? So I think for me, I would probably always just do it this way and just keep it kind of informal. But those that listen know that there's, there's, there's some good stuff that we come up with as a team here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I really like, you know, I really like the ending of your show when you have that, the Eagles like coming forward a little bit and you got Trump talking, very inspirational. That's awesome. Uh, awesome way to end your show. I think it's great. I try to keep, I try to stay optimistic in this world. I know, you know, it's not easy. It's very, it's very hard. You have to want to look for the optimistic things in this world to, to, um, to see them because it's everything we see is so negative. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you know, you see a negative, you cross it out. What do you got? You got a positive, right? 
put a line through the negative. Now you got a positive. You just got to change everything around. Um, you know what we have that is really, really important is community. It's, you know, like your, your show and Red Pill show, BCP, everybody, X-22, it's, it's community and uh, it's lovely. It's, it's really wonderful. And I think we can thank Q for all this, bringing us all together and, you know, helping us to uh, find each other and speak the truth and share the truth. I think it's just awesome. It's, it's always been fun for me to kind of, to, to do, to make sure that I stick that Anon side of me with me in my shows going forward. I'm always going to do that because I don't think people, the people that are deniers and call us a bunch of psyop crazies, they, they really don't understand that we would not be where we're at right now in this country where there is so many people finally like, like, you know, coming out of starry eyed hypnosis into a mass psychosis, but at least they're cut out of this hypnosis. <laughs> but no, I, I don't think that we would be seeing what we're seeing in this country right now with the vast majority of Americans really going, holy cow, what is going on in our world? Yeah, it's, it is quite crazy, but man, people are waking up. They're, they're having to be so crazy that they, they can't hide it anymore. They're out in the open. They're, they're caught with their pants down. They're, they're, they're Jeffrey Tubin. What's your thoughts on the, I know you've heard me t- talk about it before. What is your thoughts on the game theory side of changing um, the message and, and how that plays in what all of us are trying to accomplish? And not all of us are accomplishing it very effectively. There's some that are much more effective than, than me. You know, I see a lot of people mention and we know and, and X-22 and, you know, there's a lot of great patriots out there that are doing a lot of work that's very positive and uplifting. And what, what's your, what's your thoughts on when I talk about the game theory side of, of how you choose to live in your reality? Can you talk about that some? Talk about how you live in your reality. Well, I, I think the Adams family showed us that you can pretty, pretty much pick your own reality and live it. Right. And uh, that's what a lot of people are doing, but um, I'm not sure if I understand the, the game theory or not that you're talking about. So I, I've, I don't know. I, it's theory, right? So <laughs> okay. it's not like, it's not like I, I totally believe it and stuff, but I have this kind of idea where, you know, so imagine how, how the left can normalize stuff and therefore create, create a new, you know, move the goalpost into a new reality, right? Well, couldn't, couldn't the, the good of our world, the good energy of our world, not necessarily use it outwardly like that, but use it as, as part of the good energy that others spread around them to move the goalpost in other ways. I think we're doing that. I think we are doing that. I think every time you do your show, every time Red Pill does a show, every time, you know, it gets shared to more people and, uh, you know, barbershops are playing your guys' shows and people are hearing it when they're getting their hair cut. And like I said, I mean, the the ridiculousness of everything, I mean, my body, my choice, but you got to have the mandate. It's like, what, what? Um, 
I don't know. You're saying that they use propaganda, so we should use propaganda. Is that what you're saying, or? I mean, no. But I think I think you win with truth. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I think you know. I think there are a lot of people that believe that you that you can win propaganda with counter propaganda though that that is definitely something that i think is out there and it drives me freaking nuts as you know well i would call that impropaganda <laughs> impropaganda that's what i would call it yeah truth truth rocks i mean you know even elvis has a famous quote um the truth is like the sun you can block it out for a while, but it's not going anywhere. You know? Indeed. Indeed. So what have you been up to? What are the what are some of the topics that you've been looking into or, or, or talking about? Well, uh, lots of things. I share memes and I, we talk about lots of different things and some space stuff. As you know, there's a lot of UFO uh, talk about Oh, now they're admitting that they're there at least, but it's, it's so much deeper than that. I'm also working on a children's book um, because I think that, you know, we need to do more than just news and entertainment and stuff. Uh, this is all, the awesome possum and he can do all kinds of stunts, but it's how nice he is that makes him awesome. Not hmm. the things that he does. Where can we get that? It's not out yet. Gotcha. I'm, I'm working on getting it. And in fact, I'm working on a large head that I'm going to be wearing to promote this thing, like in parades and book signings and such. Cool. So That's cool, doing, man. I illustrated two other books that I did not write. I wrote this book, but the two books I didn't write were Popple and Popple's Place. And I got Jeff Foxworthy to endorse them because those books helped the children's hospitals. Dude, That's awesome, man. I did not know that about you. That is that is really cool. How are do you need any help with this? Do you do you have a publisher or do you have a, a book company? Do you have that kind of stuff lined up? Because I keep driving by this one that's over by me, and several people have told me to write a freaking book, and I'm like, dude, I can't write. They're like, you don't have to write. Just just basically transcribed audio, and they can turn it into a book. I'm like, man, I don't know. But every time I drive by this, I'm like, huh, there's a local place here next, right down the street that's a book uh, publisher or a book reproducer. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, we published the Popple books in Stevens Point at Warzella. Um, great place. Gotcha. This, this one I'm going to do uh, on the intranet. Um, one of these services that's print on demand that way you don't have to order tons of them that's a great idea and uh yeah so i'm going to do that and you know i've done coloring books and things like this and can i can i add to my uh, autograph collection with one from you sure i'm also a toy inventor are you yeah show, in fact show me a toy you invented okay hold on Let's see. This is the Super Cube. It's a square Super Bowl. Guaranteed to bounce different every time of your money back. And if you can bounce it and then catch it after the first bounce, at least a foot above a surface, and you catch it more than 15 times in a row, then you're the new world's record holder because Alex Krauss of Sevastopol is the current record holder for the super cube made in America 
They float in water and they're the bounciest thing on the planet. Yeah. Nice. And I invented a time machine too. Did you see my time machine? I have not seen your time machine. Please let me see that. Okay. I have this. Is. I got to see. Here it is. Higher. Can you see that? There you go. At last, a real time device time machine. That's right. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's so simple too. Um, let's see. Time travel device. Yes. Now you can go into the future as far as you want, whenever you want. But remember, here's the big warning. This is a one way time travel device. It can only take you into the future. It cannot, I repeat, cannot take you into the past. Dang okay. It. So this time device is complex yet simple, futuristic yet old fashioned. The way that you travel into the future with this amazing time device is as simple as time itself. Isn't this goofy? Um, time crystals are the key element in this time travel device. So the instructions are you, um, when all the time crystals in the top time chamber go into the bottom time chamber, you and everything around you has transported yourself one minute into the future. The process takes approximately 60 seconds. <laughs> oh. There you go. oh, that is good, dude. I love it. Yeah, a little bit of humor. Never heard anybody. You have a very eclectic mind. I, I love your mind. That's why I've always respected you whenever you call in and stuff. I just love listening to you. You're you're very interesting. Tell me where you what what's something about your past that somebody doesn't know about you? Where did you where the hell did you come from? Where where did you how did you become Aaron Moriarty the way you are today? You're you're a very interesting mind. Well, thank you very much. Well, um, I was born in Arizona lived there for six months and then family moved back to Minnesota where they where my, both my folks are from. I grew up there. Uh, my dad worked for Tonka toys. Gotcha. Gotcha. I, I toured the Tonka plant in fourth grade and I got to wave hi to my dad. He was a tool maker. That's cool, man. Imagine that. Imagine I remember being a kid having like all like five of those things laying around. Yeah. It, it was awesome living in the town where the Tonka plant was because it was a worldwide known thing and it was just a lot of pride and and then when in the 80s I think when they moved operations down to either Mexico or close to Mexico it it just everything fell apart and now it's just a nameplate so sad I mean that whole town mound was built around Tonka toys because it's near Lake Minnetonka hmm. so I really like American made things. Now the, the, the time machine is using an, the time, the time device is actually made in China, but it, it was all printed in America, but that's the only thing. <laughs> and that's really not an invention. So it's kind of a joke, but yeah. Yeah. I, I really am sad that, that companies aren't popping up like they used to. You know, America is great because you can start a company from scratch and, you know, um, or used to be able to. And it's just a, a different, a different era. I want to bring back uh, Made in America. And I think it's coming back, you know, um, with all this truth coming out. And I've always been interested in the truth. Always seeking the truth. And, you know, I'm, I also worked at Hasbro as a, toy designer. I worked at uh, Tonka Toys. I worked 
at uh, all kinds of jobs. Um, I'm also an Elvis impersonator. Somebody has to do it. The hair's looking good, dude. I gotta, I gotta give it to you. The hair's right on, it's right spot on. Well, thanks, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, and the reason I comb my hair like this is when I was a kid, I had two brothers, old, one older, one younger, and on the nights that we'd take baths when we were kids, we after we get out of the bath, we'd go over and sit down on the floor in front of Dad, and he would comb our hair like his hair. And here's my dad behind me, right here. He just passed away last summer mm, sorry but to hear them he always wore his hair up or slightly up and uh that really was cool and uh, so i did not wear my hair like this in high school because you get teased but the, <laughs> the yeah, day, high school was hard enough to get through right yeah the day after i graduated i started wearing my hair like this and i'm gonna wear it like this until it's gone there you go that's cool man Tell me about uh, a Tetragon. Tetragon. That's that's a game I invented. It's a nonviolent game of strategic creation. First one to create two complete Tetragons or squares out of your triangle pieces wins. It's made with uh, hardwood pieces, maple and walnut, made in America. Hmm. And it's a fun game. Takes about five, ten minutes. Very, very easy to play. Easy to learn, hard to master. And I've had like three four-year-old girls beat me their first time. So it doesn't matter how many times you play it. it doesn't matter. You know, some about these kids, they're really smart these days. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a great game. It was featured at the Mensa Mind Games event 2013, which I was very honored by. And uh, yeah, that's the game. That's awesome. Are you still doing, um, how often are you doing shows? Are you still doing shows, aren't you? Well, I've, uh, I really don't advertise and if, ever since the pandemic, um, you know, everything's kind of like disappeared with my toy company too. But, um, yeah, it's, I do them whenever I get the call. If I get a call, I'll do one, but I'm not pushing it. Gotcha. I see. So, so I gotta ask you something. Let's go, let's go woo here real quick. So, well, I gotcha. Right. I know, I know you're busy. I know I don't always get a chance to talk to you. So, do you know Michael Sala? Do you remember the interview I did with Michael Sala like three years ago, two years ago? No, I didn't know you did one with him. It was while I was over at uh, Patriot Soapbox. Oh, okay. I have no idea how I landed it, but it it was an awesome interview because somebody like me who's who's a skeptic of everything, right. um, picking his brain. Do you what do you what what's your general thoughts about Michael Sala? Well, I, I, you know, I had a lot of respect for him until he started um, started uh, latching on to this uh, Elena Danon yogurt lady, Elena Danon. Have you heard about her? No. Oh well, I think he's tarnished his his reputation with this uh, with this alignment with this woman who claims she has a chip in her head that the aliens communicate with her. And that there's these arcs that are going to save us. It's just a bunch of bull crap. I don't know. Hmm. But, but I, I previously thought that, that Michael Sala was great. I don't know why he did this. Maybe he, I don't know. There's, there's many people that are involved in those type of things that can, can allow themselves to believe a lot more things that are harder for us to believe. It's, it's hard for me to believe of a, of a galactic federation, but 
in, yeah. if I sit back and think about it, <laughs> are we the only intelligent uh, life form planet in the whole universe? Uh, no. <laughs> right? right? There's no freaking way. And if you look at uh, development, our development here on Earth, it took 66 years to go from the first flight at Kitty Hawk to landing on the moon. Okay, it's been over 50 years since then. So what does that tell you? Where should we be? Where might we be, but they're just not telling us because they want to hang on to that power. So that's why I believe that there is a secret space program. The only person I believe in the field right now is Corey Good. I do believe his story. Um, he has a very yeah. interesting story, and there's a lot of things, again, that, you know, it, it's – you you watch it in the in just politics. If you if you don't go into uh you know space or woo woo or whatever you want to talk about, if you if you just go to politics, you can see as people automatically reject. They just they refuse to believe something because their mind cannot wrap themselves around that kind of truth. And so, uh, you know me, I've always tried to keep an open mind with with people like Corey Good because it's a very intriguing story. If you've actually heard his story in general, what, what give us a, give us a, a, in general about him. Okay. Trained from like age five by the military, taken out of school saying it's for, you know, what one thing or another, but training them at these bases. And then at age 17, he was, he was uh, drafted into the uh, secret space program, 20 years off planet can't talk to anyone on earth you can't even have a picture of anybody you use a different name and at the end of your 20 year service they say okay do you want to do another one 20 years or do you want to go back if you say you want to go back they age regress you they chemically age regress you and then they time regress you to moments after you left and they blank slate your mind so that you can live those years over again on earth hopefully without having memory of what you did but Corey remembers because two to 5% of the intuitive empaths kept their memories. And he was one of them apparently. Um, and, you know, I was listening to his story and he talked about at this base, there was a, he went inside this base or something in space and it was lit up, but he couldn't see any light fixtures. And he was going to ask them, how are they lighting this area? And they heard his mind before he could ask the question. They said, we use sound waves to create our light. So <laughs> I got curious. I went on the internet and I sound waves into light. Lo and behold, there is a little company who's starting to have some success. And if the secret space program exists and they're siphoning off our smartest people to go into it, they're going to be farther ahead of us than the, the earth based. So I took that as, okay, this is pretty good evidence that this is probably true. And I'm going to be having on my show tonight, Andrew D. Bushago, and he was uh, in Project Pegasus as a child where he did time travel and teleportation and lots of other things. And so, uh, and he's got like eight, eight people who came forward to verify his story. Cambridge educated, he's very knowledgeable, gives detailed descriptions, places and people and everything. Hmm. So, so yeah. Um, 
So that'll be interesting tonight. I, I love talking about it. It's, it's so interesting because, you know, there, there clearly is a lot about our existence on this planet and potential of life on other planets and that whole part, part of it that has been part of the American kind of, you know, conspiratorial underground for a very long time, generations after generations, right? And so it's like it's like everyone has this this kind of thing about it, but it's it's almost like the elephant in the room that no one wants to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Well, <clears throat> yeah, that's because we've been we've been uh, uh, distracted, you know, by sports or whatever, you know, everything, the news. Um, but really, if you think about that first rickety flight at Kitty Hawk, and 66 years later, touching down on the moon, that's the first public moon landing. Apparently, we were there before that. But if you just go by the public numbers, 66 years to go from the very first flight to landing on the moon, that's less than one lifetime. Uh, they, and they say uh, technology doubles every year. So if we were on the moon in 69 and it's 2022, where are we now? I mean, we have to have bases. It has to be. There's no other no other. Because you know, when they started NASA, they said, okay, we're not going to do military in space anymore. We're just going to do NASA public. Do you think the military said, oh, yeah, okay, we're not going to do it? No. They just went deep dark. You need to get that? or That's Andrew. Yeah, I got to go. All right. Much love, bro. Okay. Take care. Thank you. Aaron Moriarty, check him out tonight. You can uh, find him on, on his uh, – he's all over the place. I'll get his links, and uh, we'll get him out there. I appreciate uh, Aaron very much. Like I said, his, uh, his mind is something special, man. Just so that I'm not misunderstood or you don't have misapprehensions about him. Let me end that for him so he can have a private conversation. <laughs> all right, there you go. So, um, yeah, it's always cool. to. That's what I love about Fridays. You know what I'm saying? I can just go – anyone who wants to come in and hang out, they can hang out. So it's pretty cool, man. So I appreciate you guys. Uh, let me check in with you guys here in chat and see what you guys are up to here real quick. Um, let me fix my screen again here. I got a mess here. <laughs> I got. I don't know what I'm doing, dude. I, I need to change the way I do this show because the way I do it, it's it's becoming like – I don't know, a, a whole production of stuff that doesn't have to happen the way I do it. And it's just ridiculous that I keep doing it this way. Don't trend on me. Look at all the money synced into black budget po- projects. Uh, you can honestly say we don't have more superior buildings and machines. Yeah, I think there's a lot of that that has definitely been hidden from the public. And, you know, all of these shiny object stuff that we've been going through our my whole life has been to, to distract us from all that stuff. I'm with you. Uh, Willie Cooper, good to see you out there. And I see you got a lot of people talking about Corey Good. I, you know, I think with guys like him, they, they can believe stuff that is true, but they may not always be exactly how they're saying it. But that doesn't necessarily mean that what they're saying is is false. It's just how they remember it. Right. So. I think there's a, a side of that that people don't allow because we're we're so much uh, cut and dry, black and white on truth now, now, you know, and so they don't allow any kind of gray area for somebody like that. And I think that that holds a lot of people back from hearing interesting stories. I, I Corey, a good story is very interesting, and it's it just some of the stuff that he talks about is just out there, man. It's very hard to believe, but like I said, I love just kind of hearing about it, talking about it, seeing what's going on with it, and you know, opening your mind to what could be. You know what I'm saying? 
So, anyways, Aaron Moriarty, he's a great mind, so check him out with you guys a good time. Rothschild has an area there. <laughs> that would not surprise me. Styly girl, that's a great, it's great to see you out there. Hank's in the house, Ildo the Hunger, a little bit late. I would just got chill Friday, you know what I'm saying? I was talking about January 6th, and Aaron Moriarty came in and saved me. <laughs> that's the way I look at it. Oh, man, it's great to see you guys out there. What else is going on? All the lurkers out there on uh, Tiger Network and... Uh, Cloud Hub, if you're out there lurking, good to see you guys out there. Um, or how they were made to believe it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it, it's interesting to talk about, right? I love I love that kind of stuff. Hey, Leah, good to see you out there. Jordan Sather may not agree. Yeah, like I said, that's why I say that. It's like it, it, we're we're so black and white. It's it's in some of the stuff that that Corey has gone to is it is a little bit out there. So you know it is what it is, but it's fun to talk about it anyway. All right, let me get back to. Um, we got about 10 minutes here. I wanted to hear what uh, Cash and Christopher Miller said. Uh, this is about 11 minutes. This will bring us to the top of the hour. And then the second half, we can keep the phone lines open if anybody wants to call in. Um, and we, I do have that uh, Sundance article that, that would take me a little bit of time to cover that I think is worth our time. If we want to do that, we could do that too. So let's check this uh, out. Uh, Hannity had Cash and Christopher Miller on last night. And I just kind of wanted to hear what they had to say about where this could be going for a boomerang effect potentially into the future. You know what I'm saying? Like this is, this is what we're up against here and I want to hear where they want to go with this. So let's check this out. Watching this program here with reaction is the author of the plot to kill the King, by the way, number one best-selling children's book in the country, former chief of staff to the acting defense, defense secretary cash Patel is with us along with former acting defense secretary, Christopher Miller, Okay, my understanding is this. There were five of you in the room, President Trump, Mark Meadows, both of you, and General Milley. Is that correct, uh, Mr. Secretary? Yeah, that's exactly correct, Sean. Hey, first off, if, if you don't mind, thanks for taking this on. I can't help but think 78 years ago tonight, if we were alive, uh, Cash and I would have been on the front lines. You would have been there along with Edward R. Murrow and Walter Cronkite uh, taking back Europe from the Nazis. And uh, this is our front line now. So thanks for taking this on and, and being serious about it. There hasn't been enough serious conversation. And this is an exclusive first time Cash and I have been on together because we've been separated uh, to make sure there was an appearance of collusion or anything like that. So thanks for taking this on. So, so the four of you that I've had an opportunity to interview now confirm that on January 4th in the Oval Office that you heard Donald Trump authorize up to 20,000 troops, Cash Patel, uh, two days before January 6th even happened. Tell us about that meeting. Yeah, it's not one of those, thanks again, Sean, like Chris said, for having us, especially on D-Day, to talk about this serious matter. It's not one of those meetings you forget. The Secretary of Defense, Chris Miller, the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark Milley, the Chief of Staff to the President of the United States of America, Mark Meadows, and the President of the United States himself in the Oval Office talking about some of the most serious national security threats we were facing. And then we pivoted to setting up for January 6th, and Mr. Trump unequivocally authorized up to 20,000 National Guards men and women for us to utilize should the second part of the law, the request, come in. But those requests never did, as you highlighted. Let, let, me, let me be very clear. Both of you said this under oath, under the threat of a penalty of perjury? 
to the committee? Oh, absolutely, Sean. And to be clear, Cash brought it up best. The meeting was uh, one. Of, it was one of the serious kind of heavy meetings I've been in, and it was about a foreign threat that was directed towards the United States, which obviously we can't talk to for about for fear of you know ended up in jail. And uh, so I want to. I, I kind of want to like be clear. The president, as we're leaving. It says, hey, one more thing. And we all sat back down and we discussed what was going on in January 6th. I don't want to, because I think that's important to bring up so that uh, the opposition doesn't get this idea that this was the purpose of the meeting. The president was doing exactly what I expect the commander in chief to do, any commander in chief to do. He was looking at the broad threats against the United States and he brought this up as on his own. We did not bring it up. All right. And Cash, the only other person in the room was General Milley. Now, I've had a source tell me, and we've been reaching out to his office, hopefully we'll hear back from him. I don't think he's avoiding, avoiding us in any way. Uh, and that General Milley, I had somebody tell me that he signed a document that attests to the very thing that you and the Defense Secretary and Mark Meadows and the President have already confirmed. Have you heard of such a memo or memorandum that exists that is in the hands of the January 6th committee? Yeah, thanks, Sean. So let me be clear. Uh, Mark Milley has also testified under oath, as of, as of Secretary Miller and myself, and we've always been consistent that the president... Uh, you're better off watching this. The president was doing exactly what I expect the commander-in-chief to do, any commander. And uh, I, I need to hear this again. To the committee? Oh, absolutely, Sean. And to be clear, Cash brought it up best. The meeting was uh, one of, it was one of the serious kind of heavy meetings I've been in, and it was about a foreign threat that was directed towards the United States, which obviously we can't talk to for about for fear of, you know, ended up in jail. And uh, so I want to, I, I kind of want to like be clear, the president, as we're leaving, it says, hey, one more thing. And we all sat back down and we discussed what was going on in January 6th. I don't want to, because I think that's important to bring up so that uh, the opposition doesn't get this idea that this was the purpose of the meeting. The president was doing exactly what I expect the commander in chief to do, any commander in chief to do. He was looking at the broad threats against the United States and he brought this up as on his own. We did not bring it up. All right. And Cash, the only other person in the room was General Milley. Now, I've had a source tell me, and we've been reaching out to his office, hopefully we'll hear back from him, I don't think he's avoiding, avoiding us in any way, uh, and that General Milley, I had somebody tell me that he signed a document that attests to the very thing that you and the Defense Secretary and Mark Meadows and the President have already confirmed. Have you heard of such a memo or memorandum that exists that is in the hands of the January 6th committee? Yeah, thanks, Sean. So let me be clear. Uh, Mark Milley has also testified under oath, as of, as of Secretary Miller and myself, and we've always been consistent that the president authorized it. If Mark Milley, it's my belief, had said anything otherwise, that committee, including Adam Schiff, would have leaked that information because it would advance their narrative. Furthermore, the memo you speak of, the National Guard reports in through the chain of command. That is through the Secretary of Defense and the Secretary of the Army. There's a delegation memo that Christopher Miller was smart enough to craft in order to say 
save time so that we would not have to go through bureau bureaucratic gymnastics should the request come in that memorandum was executed by the office of the secretary of defense the chairman of the joint chiefs of staff and the secretary of the army who controls the national guard i hope that memorandum is in the hands of the january 6th committee along with the slew of email traffic between the offices i just mentioned outlining and with particularity the request from the president of the United States for up to 20,000 National Guardsmen and the denial of that request by Mayor Bowser and the Capitol Police and other federal agencies. Those are the documents that a congressional committee of oversight who cares about the truth, those are the documents that should be put forth before the American public, though I doubt they will on Thursday in this Hollywood so, bonanza uh, that I they're want, attempting want to the bury the to, facts. I want the public to understand this, Mr. Secretary. Once the president makes that authorization, and once that is communicated to the, the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, and Mayor Bowser, who wrote down that she denied in writing that she even wanted the guard to be called up, um, it is not the president's authority to, to call up the guard on his own. He can only, as required by law, authorize it, but it's in their jurisdiction, their total call. He has no say in that. Is that correct? The president could mobilize the National Guard, but he made the decision to support the local law enforcement and political leaders. So what you said is exactly right. The, typically, the governors, I want to highlight, Sean, we reiterated numerous times to all of the uh, cabinet secretaries, as well as the political leadership in Washington, D.C., that we would provide, and the president had authorized any National Guard support or any military support. And I want to be clear, just not National Guard. Any military support that they requested. We got one request from Mayor Bowser, which we fulfilled uh, in full. And but Mr. That Secretary, was, we, is it, isn't yeah. this consistent with the, what the president did in the summer of 2020? And we had this, the, we had these local authorities, butting heads. The president would authorize the use of the guard. They wouldn't call up the guard, but he let, left it in the hands of local authorities in almost every instance. I wasn't there for that event. I can only speak about the 6th of January and the events leading up to it. And I can say definitively, President Trump offered any and all support requested by uh, suitable officials within Washington, D.C., uh, federal, state, oh, well, no, not state, but federal and local. So, Cash Patel, let me ask you, we we're told by the committee chairman, it was reported, that Nancy Pelosi is off limits. That means no testimony, no text messages, no emails, nothing from the sergeant of arms, nothing from Mayor Bowser. Uh, is, it, and is it not true that the mayor herself in writing declined the use of the guard that Trump authorized? Is that true? All of that true? All of that's true, and that's not how you run a congressional investigation. I know from my days of running the Russiagate investigation. But let's put all this documentation aside, Sean. Let's put the memos and the delegations aside and the authorizations aside and look at the proof this way. Had the president not authorized 20,000 National Guards men and women, then when we did employ and deploy and mobilize 15,000 National Guards men and women on January 6th, that would have been an unlawful command from the Secretary of Defense, the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the Secretary of the 
Army and the General of the National Guard. Do you think we executed an unlawful command? That question is posed to America in the January 6th committee. Of course not. They want it both ways because they want the political narrative to defeat the facts, but it's just not true. We acted appropriately, like the Inspector General's report stated, and President Trump had the foresight to issue the authorization for the National Guard's men and women. Those are the hard facts that a congressional investigation is diluting with their politicization of our national security apparatus. Let me ask you both, uh, Mr. Secretary, I'll start with you. To me, it's pretty, co it's commonsensical. If those troops that the president authorized were called up, up to 20,000 of them, uh, isn't, it, isn't it pretty easy to conclude that January 6th, as it unfolded, would not have happened? That 20, 10, 20,000 troops would have stopped any breach of the Capitol? So the fact that this is totally and completely being ignored by the committee, to me, speaks volumes. What are your thoughts? Would that have stopped what happened that day? I believe it would have. Sean, I have a little different view. Uh, I, my firm belief is that uh, if we would have sent even one National Guard troop up the Capitol Hill before the onset of the riot, we would have been accused, President Trump and I and the military and Cash Patel would have been accused of fomenting a coup against the uh, elected officials on Capitol Hill. So exactly. I think it's important to recognize that the United States military, there were 10,000 police officers on duty that day. All of our briefings and all of our uh, coordination with them, they said we can handle up to, here's, here's, here's a headline for you. Yeah. They said they can handle up to 1 million demonstrators. They're like, we got this. We got this. So we uh, were very comfortable with the request based on their uh, threat assessment of what they could handle. I have less than a minute. I, I doubt they're going to focus on the president's words that many of you will now peacefully and patriotically march to the Capitol so your voices will be heard. Uh, we'll give you the last word, Cash Patel. So now this is going to be a Hollywood production with Hollywood creative license to ignore what is clearly the most relevant facts in the case. And Donald Trump authorizing this days earlier. Um, what does it tell you about the committee and about the show that they're going to put on for the American people missing pertinent information? We have about 30 seconds. Yeah, sure, Sean. So what they're doing is they're politicizing the national security of our country. They're forcing individuals like me who served for 16 years to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars in legal fees that should never occur. They're attacking people with political subpoenas and vendettas and then crying about them when this Justice Department doesn't get it. You know what they should do, Sean? They should release every single document they have in their holdings. Chris and I have seen them. We want them out. And above that, they should release every transcript, mine, General Milley's, Secretary Miller's, everybody's transcript to show the American people that we took an oath to abide by the Constitution. We took an oath to testify that day about January 6th, and they can read in black and white what we did and how we acted appropriately and how the president's authorization yeah. was unequivocal. They don't want to put that on the front lines, but I'm happy to come on your show and tell the world about it anytime you want. There you go. It's pretty interesting. Um, little, those little nuggets like that, uh, that's good stuff from Brian. Uh, Brian uh, midnight, uh, let's see, where did that come from, actually? Uh, Carly, Carly posted that, uh, when I get, I'm, I'm assuming last night, probably right after. Um, so here, let me grab Carly's link and get that out there to you guys. If you wanted to grab that, she stays busy, uh, <laughs> uh, posting all that stuff. Let's see what else is in here. Here's, here's your headline. Oh, she's got it all kind of broken up too. 
So good stuff. Carly always doing great work out there. All right. There's that. Where are we at? Right at the top of the hour, just like I planned it. <laughs> uh, all right. So who's here? Roll call. You guys all out there hanging out okay? How you guys doing on this Friday? Anyone else want to want to come in and hang out? If not, I got some good stuff for you guys we can do for the second half. We got, uh, what do I got in here? Oh, I got uh, the injunctions for machines, all of those lined up for you guys, so you can check that out. Uh, another conspiracy theory is validated by the Department of Defense today. We can talk about that. Russia, uh, WMD threat in Ukraine and the efforts, a release of uh, some interesting stuff in the Department of Defense. We can get to that. Uh, information about the Open Records Act in Utah. Some interesting stuff about that. Um, what else do I have here? Where is my link? That you got to be kidding me! I got to find a link. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go straight to Gableman actually. Now that we're past the top of the hour here, uh, Leah, good to see you out there. Knock my socks off. Um, Hope all is well. Ilda the Huns out there lurking. Marauder, Glenn, good to see you. Hope all is well. Back you working your way back in home. Uh back back into the house here now. Uh my Nexus is out there hanging out. Good to see you. Hope all is well. What's good, Twitch? You guys hanging out today? You're late but here. Good to see you. Well, crowd. Don't tread on me. Who cares is out there hanging out? Deplore Laura talking about that. Corey Good. I figured, Laura, uh, that you might like that discussion. I, I'd love talking about, it, you know what I'm saying? But you know, for me. In in what I can do, you know, I, mean, I just stay focused on what I can do. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, let's see, what else do I got out there? Uh, there was a there was a, a kerfuffle with a BLM soy boy. <laughs> you got to see that. Uh, that's pretty funny. So, that's the stuff I got lined up for you. Uh, I, I you, there's something you really need to hear with regards to Gableman. Um, and the weaponization of the DOJ is is complete. It, it it's they are really going after anybody who dares talk about um, the truth about the election. It's <laughs> like I said, it's scary to think how far they could take this. That That's what the part of it is for me is like, man, how far are they going to go? It's not like, what, you're not going to let me play this? What the hell's going on here? <sighs> uh, why won't it let me play this? Hold on. It's always how this shit works. You know what I'm saying? Click the link, and it's just taking me to Jason Aldean. Um, huh. What the hell? I wonder if it got deleted. Let me try, because it's, uh, it's on Facebook, so maybe it's just... Not letting me, uh, how do I do this? I don't, I'm never on, I don't use Facebook. I don't even know how to work this thing. <laughs> yeah, see, it's not coming up. You gotta be kidding me, dude. Huh. Why won't it let me play this? You guys have to hear this. Gableman was in court today. Um, and it's it's not good. I mean, it's it's news you guys need to freaking hear, dude. And I let me, let me try this route. Um, where's my? Will it work like this? 
Yeah, see, it's working like this, but it won't. When I click out in here on the computer, it won't pull it up. You know, it's always freaking something. I'm going to have to probably log into my to Zoom. Do I even have Zoom on here still? Probably not. Oh, I do. Uh, Gableman is the. Gableman is the. Um, the justice looking into Wisconsin's um, election fraud. Um, and I, this is driving me nuts. Why won't this just click to the link? It's it's not bringing up that link. It's bringing up everything else but that. How lame is that? And then I search for it and it still doesn't come up. And I got to do it this way? All right. What's my meeting ID? <laughs> uh, 874... Three, two, five. Happy Friday. You guys have to hear this. That's why I'm going through this, because you guys have to hear this. Uh, passcode. That's a tough passcode to remember. Uh, without video. Thank you very much. Hey, who's that guy? <laughs> this is ridiculous. The things I got to do, you know? Uh, hide self. All right. There's me connecting. Uh, yeah, whatever. Okay. Now that I have to do it this way is lame. Uh, share screen. What the hell? Okay. Hey, how you doing? Okay. Watch this. Would you please state your name for the record? Would you please state your name for the record? Michael J. Gableman. Thank you. And I'm Krista Westerberg, attorney for American Oversight. You are the president of Council Terra LLC, is that correct? Am I, am I pronouncing that correctly, Consul Tara? Sure. And you know, I found out about this hearing by means of subpoena served at my home at 11 o'clock Sunday morning. Okay. On Wednesday, we had a hearing to quash that warrant. Is there a question? I'm going to object and move to strike. Yeah. On the advice of my counsel and under my firm belief that this judge has abandoned his role as a neutral magistrate and is acting as an advocate, also knowing Judge Remington, that Megan Wolf, the executive director of the Wisconsin Election Commission, who successfully resisted my subpoena in a Madison courtroom based on personal constitutional rights. So when on Wednesday, when the judge starts telling my office that if I were you, I'd get a lawyer because you could go to jail, all of a sudden, I somehow think that my personal rights are at stake, too. Mr. Gableman? Yes, Judge Remington. Uh, you uh, have had a long and storied career serving the public. Both as a, let me finish. Sure, if you'll let me finish. Well, no. Um, okay. This is my courtroom. Right. 
you had a courtroom in Burnett County. I do. You had a courtroom in the East Wing of the State Capitol. I do not need to tell you what how I expect you to control yourself and the behavior that I expect of a witness on this stand. No question has been asked of you. You are not given the opportunity to make a speech and to make a statement. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this: Do you have a count? Do you have a lawyer? I do not have a personal counsel. All right. At which time you uh, acquire a lawyer, your lawyer will be able to make legal argument on your behalf. Go ahead and ask your next question, Ms. Westerberg. I, you have a right to conduct and control your courtroom, Judge, but you don't have a right to act as an advocate for one party over the other. I want a personal counsel if you are putting jail on the table. I want a personal, I want an attorney to represent me personally. I will not answer any more questions. I see you have a jail officer here. You want to put me in jail, Judge Remington? I'm, I'm not going to be railroaded. This, you, at 1014, up until 1014, it's now 1019, I thought the only issue at play in this whole thing was 97 documents that we were late getting over to Ms. Westerberg. And the whole question is, should we be held in contempt? And should someone go to jail because we were late getting those documents that are in your own file? Now at 1014, I find out when you say, let me tell you what the issues are in this case. And now I find out your intent is to let her do a fishing expedition. Mr. Gamerman. No more. I, I, I'm silent. You have the right to uh, refuse to answer questions. You have a right to be silent. I will not ask you again that I request that uh, I invoke those rights. Is there any other questions, Ms. Westerberg? If the witness isn't going to answer any other questions, then um, I'll, I guess I'll get that on the record. Do you intend to answer any of my other questions, Mr. I invoke the rights the Honorable Judge Remington just recited. What rights are those, Mr. Gableman? Is it the Fifth Amendment right to re uh, not answer questions? It's the right to silence guaranteed to me under the United States Constitution, Judge Remington, the state of Wisconsin Constitution, and all cases interpreting the same. Okay, thank you, Mayor. You may step down. Thank you. We'll take a short break. You see what's happening here? <clears throat> Is that shit crazy or what? They gave him a subpoena at seven th at, at uh, like nine a.m. on uh, on uh, on Sunday because he was he needed to produce documents requested by somebody now. I wanted to dig on this a little bit. What the fuck is going on here? Gableman, he just got extended. And remember, supposedly, uh, Voss extended his contract uh, about a month ago or so. Here's here's a fun idea, WC. Let's see. A very brief account of why Justice Gableman is so mad. He, he was ordered to submit documents. The 95 pages were submitted today, despite the fact that he is still conducting an ongoing investigation. 
When have you ever heard of submitting evidence prior to the conclusion of that investigation? So even after they submitted the required documents, they wanted to put Gableman on the stand and question him, not about the documents, but about rather about the entire investigation. This is why he was so angry. All right. Um, sorry, I needed to make sure I got my phone disconnected to, to the to this. The corruption is off the charts, right? Um, so, okay, so I don't hear my jail officer. Uh, Commissioner Thompson of the Wisconsin Elections Commission says that Tim Michaels had a footnote seven in which Tim Michaels wrote that Joe Biden won the twenty twenty election. <laughs> they're digging to try to find it. That's interesting. I wonder if Trump knows about that. <laughs> um, somebody else had a nugget in here and I can't find it. I have to find this little nugget. Um, who did he have to, who did he have to hand those documents to? It was in here somewhere and I meant to catch it and I forgot. Uh, they approved Michaels, so WEC, freaking scumbags. Uh, if you want to see the hearing with Justin Gilman, you go to wisconsineye.com. Uh, it takes a stand at 35 minutes in. P.S. always wonder why Kelly just rolled over his seat and stolen. Uh, just give me one second here, please. I want to see if I can find that nugget. There was a, a nugget in here that is important. I can't find it. I'm going to see if I can find that and I'll get it. I'll get it on true social and I'll get it on a telegram tonight. The person that he had to give the documents to is, was in this uh, room here somewhere. And that that's a nugget that I should have freaking made sure I caught. Um, discussing no second motion on Spindel. Oh, okay. They're talking about, the Wisconsin Elections Commission is doing their certifications today. American Oversight. He had to give them to American Oversight. Okay. Thank you. Um. Primarily Parson Dribble, but I thought this was interesting. In a statement to the Journal Sentinel, when is this? doesn't say. I hate the way Telegram doesn't have the dates on stuff. Can I figure out what, what month this was? In a statement to the Journal Sentinel, Voss said he the review will now turn its focus to resolving the lawsuits that have been brought against our efforts by liberal activists. That may be a reference to the watchdog group American Oversight, the organization that sued over the unfulfilled record requests, which in turn led Voss to being held in contempt. So it is the legal battles. And this is the link that I finally freaking found uh, when um, <clears throat> he was on Bannon's war room. So anyways, I wanted you to see that. Here is um, 
the summary of what's happening with Gableman and how they're trying to shut him down. That's the point of what I'm trying to get to today. I'm sorry that it was so disjointed getting there, but nonetheless, here is the link that I was looking for. <clears throat> Do you have a link in the comments? Okay, I got you. I'll check it out. Um, here's the one. And so the fuckery is still abound again here in Wisconsin. And I wish we could decertify. Man, I wish we could certify him. Decertify him. What else did I have? This. As I'm freaking babbling over here again. This. Frankspeech.com backslash injunctions. There's another link I wanted to get that out there to you guys. I think uh, Sidney Powell is sharing this one. These are the injunctions for voting machines in all over the country. Honestly, they're 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 not just states. They're several. Uh, this is Carrie Lake in Arizona. Cotton Duck Declaration. This one is. Uh, Oh, this is also Carrie Lake versus uh, Katie Hobbs in Arizona. Maybe these are all Arizona. Mills Declaration and Supporting Exhibits. Carrie Lake and Mark Fincham versus Kathleen Hobbs. Uh, The Logan Declaration and Supporting Documents. Carrie Lake versus Katie Hobbs in this one also. Uh, Doherty Declaration. So these are all the legal documents that's happening in Arizona. So that's why Arizona is big. Another one versus Carrie Lake versus Katie Hobbs. That's the Doherty. And then preliminary injunction, a memo appoints and authorities in support of the motion and the Parker Declaration. Andrew Parker. Uh, looks like he's a lawyer. Plaintiff's motion, preliminary injunction, or memorandum. What is this? It'd be cool if it stopped jumping around. All right, fuck that. It just keeps dropping around on me. The point is I wanted to get this out there to you guys, and if we had time, I was going to go through it. And since it just keeps doing that, I'm done. You see how it just keeps jumping around on me? Should play some music in the background. Jump, jump, up, jump, up, down. Happy Friday, folks. All right, what's next? Youth blood harvesting, another conspiracy confirmed. The Telegraph. Heavens to Betsy, the far-right conspiracy theorist prophets are vindicated again. No longer conspiracy theory. Youth blood sucking is official fact because the gatekeeping corporate media now acknowledges it via the telegraph. Youth transplants really can slow the aging process. Huh. Who knew? So you're you're saying that 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 youth youth, youth transplants can can hmm. As macabre as it sounds, science is beginning to discover that youth transplants really can slow down the aging process. A fountain of youth, it seems it's youth itself. Youth transplant is a euphemism for sucking out the vital fluids of baby and child donors and injecting them into aging recipients. Huh. Quote, although nobody is suggesting we siphon the bodily fluids of youngsters into our elderly, infusing infusing 
cerebral spinal fluid of young mice into old mice improves brain function. It's a breakthrough. So nobody is suggesting medically extracting cerebral spinal fluid from babies and children and injecting it into old, presumably well-playing clients, well-paying clients, except that's precisely what they're studying the feasibility of doing. Huh. Biomedical entrepreneurs, in fact, are already cashing in. In 2019, a U.S. startup called Ambrosia that was offering teenage blood plasma to Silicon Valley billionaires for $8,000 a liter was forced to shut down. Where do you suppose that teenage blood plasma was sourced from? The wealthy filled children of D.C. elites or some poor farmer's daughter in Guatemala Village or Compton Streets or some Appalachian township. The FDA issued a warning against Ambrosia Services on safety grounds, but the founder reopened after briefly shutting down. He said with the simple justification that our patients really want the treatment. Mega-rich can disrespect the science when they really want to harvest the blood of the global global poor, but you can't if you're skeptical skeptical of experimental COVID-19 gene therapies marked as vaccines. Of course, this research is nothing under the sun. It's been quietly budding into a lucrative industry for years. Silicon Valley's Alcahest and other biomedical startups conduct similar research. Could young blood stop us from getting old? One might expect Bill Gates' interest in the nascent industry has also been piqued. Gates, the quintessential robber baron, monopoly man, in a non-threatening Mr. Rogers getup, loves nothing more than cornering the market on a valuable new biomedical commodity. Why is corporate media mainstreaming anti-aging blood transfusion now? Previously, news outlets, news of the elite-funded research into blood transfusion as a fountain of youth was regulated to easily dismissed fringes of journalism. Respectable outlets, in their own estimations, wouldn't touch it. Now the genie is out of the bottle. Corporate media like The Telegraph have made the editorial decision that it makes sense to mainstream the ideas that were once although not altogether hidden, definitely outside of the purview of the public consciousness. Remember back when George W. Bush days, when stem cells were an issue of uh, ethical contention? Look at how far the contested ground has shifted. It's called moving the Overton window, shifting the bounds of consensus-driven ethical restraints slowly yet steadily. In this way, the biomedical corporate state avoids the pitfall of stirring stirring enough popular unrest to derail their pet projects. Rather, it introduces these concepts on a controlled timeline. The Telegraph piece gives away this rhetorical game in the last paragraph. Quote, it may be only a few years before youth transplants move finally from the pages of gothic horror novels into the clinic. Whether patients will feel squeamish about such vampire procedures remains to be seen. Now, that hiding... This type of research from the public inquiry won't be logistically feasible much longer as it is adopted on a larger scale. That job becomes, the job becomes to normalize it. The same corporate media now reporting on blood harvesting phenomenon has long painted it as a conspiracy theory. 
not just consp- and not just conspiracy theory, but worst of all, anti-Semitic conspiracy theory, which they likened to the historical blood libel, the dark reality of Hollywood blood harvesting conspiracies, in Wired, of course. The bottom line takeaway here is that conspiracy theorists, once again, as with the case with lab, lab engineers coronaviruses, to initiate inst- uh, a global biomedical trans transocracy went wrong. Sorry, I couldn't. I couldn't read that. We're wrong. <laughs> weren't wrong. They were ahead of their time. Damn it! First, the corporate media ignores reporting inconvenient stories that they're not ready to introduce to the public. Then they outright deny them, and then label journalists who discuss them as conspiracy theorists. Then they can't deny anymore. They obfuscate to conceal the truth agenda by position positing other pure philanthropic motives. In this case. The philanthropic motive offered to justify blood harvesting of the global poor for elite benefit is preventing chronic diseases like Parkinson's. Quote, Bill Gates says, In the future, I hope we'll find more ways to harness substances in our blood to reduce inflammation and promote healing. It could eventually allow us to do a better job of attacking the proteins that have been implicated in Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and other neurodegenerative diseases, says Bill Gates. That promise might prove true for them. If the elite get their way, you're never going to benefit from such research. You'll always belong to the donor class, the experimented upon, never the beneficiary. Transhumanism is an infinitesimally tiny proportion of the population transcending its humanity by merging with tech while experimenting on useless eaters when they're done exterminating the reminder, <clears throat> I cannot read this. I'm sorry. Transhumanism is an infinitesimally tiny proportion of the population transcending its humanity by merging with tech while experimenting on the useless eaters. And when they're done exterminating the remainder, it is the future the likes of the World Economic Forum envision. A half hour video talking about that. We, the non elites, the unwitting clinical trial participants, which without proper informed consent is a Nuremberg human rights crime, lab rats on a prison planet. Time will increasingly reveal the truth, and more conspiracy theories will be vindicated in the interim. Very, very interesting. Ben Barty. Independent Bangkok-based American journalist. Huh. That's pretty good stuff right there. That's pretty good stuff right there. If I could just read. They're big words. I don't know how they use these big words. I'm just a meathead. They already know how to help all those diseases. It's not sucking the life out of children. Uh And they called us crazy for talking about adrenochrome and what they've been doing in Africa. You know? It's just another one of those days where we could just just go back to uh, the satanic blood harvest side of that story, too. Nope, can't talk about those things in our world. Way too much truth for our world. Oh, man. How much time we got left? Half hour? Good to see you guys out there. Thanks for hanging out. Hey, Willie, fix it. Cannibalism crap, indeed. Knock my socks off. Uh, yep, it's good to see you. Um, 
Got you guys just kind of hanging out, having a discussion out there. What's going on over on Rumble? Let me check in with you guys. And then we'll get to a couple other interesting things that you got to see today, too, as well. Uh, what else do we have here? Where's my Rumble? There it is. Marauder hanging out. Pterodactyl, Adrenochrome, indeed. Thank you. I was searching for it a minute ago. It took me a second for my mind to go, oh, yeah. All right. You guys getting bored yet or what? <laughs> it's freaking Friday, dude. There's nothing going on. I'm just kind of hanging out. You guys know how it goes. You must be really bored, too. You're here with me. <laughs> uh, youth blood thing, another conspiracy theory. And then, there, of course, there's this. U.S. Department of Defense fact sheet on, fact sheet on WMD threat reduction efforts with Ukraine, Russia, and other for, former Soviet Union countries released by the Department of Defense today, yesterday. It is a summary in the history of accomplishments of U.S. collaboration with international community to reduce nuclear, chemical, biological threats in Ukraine, Russia, and other countries of the former Soviet Union. It goes on to discuss all the stuff, this, that, the other, the achievements, the destroying of the missiles, and you know the joint efforts to work with Russia to destroy declared the chemical weapons stockpiles, and you know all of that stuff. Uh, securing Russia's active approval and collaboration as a full member of the governing board until 2014, a peaceful biological research projects worth millions of dollars, you know, to advance public health with Georgia, Kazakhstan, Armenia, and other Soviet Union countries. Look how well that's worked. Peaceful biological research projects. You ever make you wonder what they're doing to people's DNAs in Georgia, Kazakhstan, Armenia, Donbass, other places? Ever wonder what they're doing to people using them as lab rats? They used to use the whole world as a lab rat. <laughs> With this freaking lab, this lab created experiment. They used to use the whole world as a lab rat. What else are they doing in places like Kazakhstan and Armenia, Georgia, and, and other Soviet Union countries? The evil in this world, man. It is just, it's hard to fathom, man. It really is. The the evil scientists of James Bond are for fucking, for, they're fucking real, dude. Ukraine has no nuclear weapons program. <laughs> Since 1992. All right, so just, there's no there there. Just don't even, don't even look there. There's no, there's no uranium coming from America into Ukraine being processed for Russia and, and Iran and North Korea. That, that's, that's not happening. No, 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 no. Don't that's there's nothing there. Okay. Don't look there. There's nothing there says the department of defense. So don't, don't question that. Okay. Next, we'll just move on to biological weapons. Ukraine has no biological weapons programs. No, 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 we're not. It's not a biological technically because we're not, we're not weaponizing anthrax and the plague and smallpox. Wait, 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 wait. Wasn't there a smallpox outbreak recently in, in the areas around Ukraine? I, I could have sworn I heard of something like that. I don't, did anybody know where that smallpox came from? In these in this anthrax stuff? Did anybody know where, where that came from? No other European state nor the United States possessed any biological weapons development programs, so why would they have any, says official... DOD document released yesterday. <laughs> you guys, they do think we're that stupid, I think. 
Let's try chemical programs. Does, does, does Ukraine have any chemical programs? Ukraine has no chemical weapons programs. Huh. What's this little nugget right here? The United States has also worked collaboratively to improve Ukraine's biological safety, security, and disease surveillance for both human and animal health. Yes, uh, uh, biological safety to uh, to disease surveillance, you know. Uh, what they do is, they, is they're providing support for 46 peaceful Ukrainian laboratories, health facilities, and disease diagnostic sites over the last two decades. No biological weapons program. That's, this is not a bio, technically it, it's a biological it, it, testing stuff. Like, like, yes, we have agents and stuff like it, it, it. Yes. But technically what we're actually doing is, is it's, it's for peaceful compliance uh, reasons that you, you don't understand. This stuff's very complicated. Okay. What we're doing is we're improving Ukraine's biological safety, security, and disease surveillance for humans and animal health. So we're, we're just providing support for these things, okay? That's all you need to know about what's happening in Ukraine. Look nowhere else. Ukraine has no chemical weapons program. Of course not. No, 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 no. That chemicals, it depends on how you define chemical, but, you know, I mean, it's for the health of, of, of the people living there. What really are they doing there? What really does Putin know about what's happening out there? How about we get that truth out there? What's Big Pharma doing in collaboration? It's it's that collaboration thing where we uh, we're working for the the greater good of of humanity. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, you know, it's for for your own benefit, right? You just you just got to take my word on it, right? That's all. Don't worry about it. All right. Don't don't question any of this stuff. It's the Department of Defense. They wouldn't lie to you about this stuff. No, no. They'll just, you know, spin it a little bit. <laughs> oh, God. It, I got to do a show, right? I, so this is what I'm doing. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Two Utah moms. How much time we got left? 20 minutes. All right. Two Utah moms. File open records request. I, that's all I can say about it. I can't say any more than that because you guys know exactly what the hell's going on here. And it's like, man, they're just here we go again. The spin doc, let the spin doctoring begin. All right. So two Utah moms. I saw this earlier in the week and I wanted to I wanted to try to make sure I get this covered. So let's check this out. Uh, file open records request on election records and state that the lieutenant governor tips off a reporter and blocks them from access. And then the feds are called in. What's going on in Utah? Records requests are the last bastion for a public to find the truth and maybe some hidden agendas. Like many in Utah, two mothers had serious concerns about the 2020 election. The, the two friends decided to team up and bring some transparency to Utah elections and their elected bureaucrats. Jennifer Orton and Sophie Anderson have put up amazing fight for the records in, two, in a very short amount of time. Their very first website, 2redpills.org, went live about a month ago. Open records requests in Utah are called GRAMA, G-R-A-M-A. 
The Utah bureaucracy has become compromised from within up to the highest levels with left-wing activists. Strategically appointed officials shielded from elections are doing irreparable harm. Many use the R, but their ideology, policies, projects, and vendor friends are radical factions of the CTCL, Fair Vote, Rock the Vote, Brennan Center, Rockefeller Votes, and worse. They openly treat conservative Utah residents with disdain. The most noticeable is Deidre Henderson, Republican, the lieutenant governor, quote-unquote Republican, and Utah's top election official. Utah has pilot-tested a dream roster of liberal projects including ranked-choice voting, online and mobile phone voting, a digital driver's license to appease the UN's global ID agenda, and more. The intention is to mandate these statewide. Utah was an early adopter of the ERIC system and steamrolled its citizens with lefty projects ever since. Under Henderson, Utah has converted to mail-in ballots, same-day registration, and rampant Dropbox locations. Their geo-enabled elections project, GIS, and invasive ballot tracking, ballot tracks, are also statewide now. Jen filed a GRAMA request, grandma request, with all 29 counties to secure those record before deleted. To secure those records before they were deleted. She asked for ballot images, cast vote records, tabulator data, Dropbox videos, and a copy of the project backup database. None of these contain private voter information. The project database was a wish item for Jen. These are the election configurations and settings typically provided to the auditors. This request sent officials off the deep end. The lieutenant governor was notified within hours of Jen's filings. Records requests can have some parts denied and others approved. Not in this case. That afternoon, Lieutenant Governor Henderson contacted all 29 counties demanding they not provide any election records to Jennifer. Henderson coordinated all of those counties to user her template response and deny the grammar request. Henderson then threatened to sue any county who provided election data and sue if their denial to Jen wasn't fast enough. Later in the day, she tipped off a reporter to start leftist media attacks on these moms. Here is uh, the, the, the response that was sent out to the counties. Between 8.03 p.m. and 9.35 p.m. that night, Henderson sent 18 messages to liberal activist Brian Schott at the Salt Lake Tribune. Without any evidence, the lieutenant governor proclaims Jennifer illegally obtained election data and needs the legal grandma copies to publicize the findings. Henderson most certainly voiced these unapproven lies to others. If Henderson thought fraud had been discovered, why didn't she call Jennifer or Sophie? Instead, Henderson advised all the counties to keep election records sealed, unexamined, and immediately delete them within the 22-month retention window. Of course, here are those messages. Disclosed private citizen who, who hours earlier filed the election records believes they obtained some info illegally, says the Salt Lake Tribune. Days earlier, Henderson admitted to the Tribune she ratted out Utah citizens to an FBI task force. They were honest volunteers canvassing the voter rolls for election integrity. She wanted it stopped. Coincidentally, 48 hours after Jen's grandma filings, two men visited her home. 
They roamed the property for 20 minutes while Jen was inside with her terrified children. Orton says one man stayed out front on the grass and kept looking back and forth the whole time. The other was peering in different windows and on the porch. He walked to the perimeter of our house very carefully. The men told Jen's neighbor they were pest control and that Jen needed it badly. It was mild December with freezing temperatures and snow on the ground. They asked the best time to catch Jennifer, and they said she might be seen working in her yard. The man's shirts did say pest control, but had no business name. Neither had business cards, clipboards, or doorknob hangers. They visited no other homes, and their vehicle was not in the vicinity. A detective said, this is known as an FBI tactic. You are the pest. They plant the bugs. The Tribune activist Brian Schott had pestered Jen all week, but these men were the beginning of the first surveillance experienced by either mom. They were then two men in a black SUV parked all day at the corner. Another day was two men in a truck. uh, Jen and Sophie caught two people recording audio of their conversation in a restaurant where they hold private meetings. A cloud account was mysteriously activated on a PC to move data. A mouse was manipulating a PC via remote access. This was all due to some record requests. Because of the lieutenant governor threats, 29, 28 of the 29 counties denied Jennifer's grandma in its, in its entirety. Some counties even contacted their sheriff and FBI agents about the grandma request and provided updates. The Wab count, only Wab County had some courage. They gave Jen copies of the tabulator tapes. A few rural county clerks felt the lieutenant governor crossed the line and Jen had very right to ask, had every right to ask for records without intimidation. Jen filed lawsuits with these three cooperative counties. The other 26 counties are under grandma appeals for their election records. This triggered Henderson to publish a statewide letter. Her four-page statement says, access to data to verify elections is not in the public interest. We don't want you to find out how bad it is to permit self-appointed, unelected, untrained and uncertified individuals to audit election results would erode the public trust. Can you believe this bitch? Since no candidate complained, Henderson says there's no reason to provide election information to the public. No candidate complained. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. She conflates transparency with contested elections, two very different matters. The letter targets Jennifer and demeans any Utah citizens considering access to election records. One of the three voter categories can be released to the public for a fee of $1,050. This public category is 58% of the 1.88 million registered voters. Those classified as private voters... (laughs) You can't make this shit up, dude. Those classified as private voters represent 23% of the entire state's database. They can only be accessed by politicians or candidates. The withheld voters are 18% of the database. Only county clerks and the lieutenant governor have access to those. The combined 41%, 23 plus 18, represents over 770,000 voters who can't be verified, scrutinized with public oversight, or even dared to be talked about for that matter. Utah's voter rolls are truly a farce. 
It's not just in Utah. Sophie's then focused on governor's grandma request. Spencer Cox is able to operate in above the fray. Instead of using IT staff, lawyers from his general counsel oversee all the requests for his communications. Deputy General Counsel Rhonda Bailey conducts the searches herself. She's a former real estate lawyer, caseworker, and seems to have no tech background. Either through negligence or deceit, Bailey can't find anything. She shields Cox's communication from all public scrutiny. From many of Sophie's requests, uh, Bailey and the Gov's email and text were publicly accessible. Other times, Bailey lists them as protected. This is to prevent any search from being conducted, so the requests are denied. In another example, Sophie asked for messages, text, email, and SM, spanning eight years, including words elections, absentee ballots, overseas ballots, and and, uh, and so on, <clears throat> DCG Bailey denied the request with the misdirection, we don't maintain records related to elections. <laughs> An insulting response. No records found is the governor's office most common response. The moms sense, uh, sensed a rigged game, so they tested grandma using a known message involving the governor. Jennifer provided precise details between May 11th and 14th, the singular term quarantine in any of governor's text or emails. The request was denied multiple times, not specific enough. A tourism newsletter that mentioned quarantine is what DCG Bailey provided. <laughs> This proved Governor Grandma requests are a farce and are likely violate Utah laws. The saddest example is when Sophie asked for all comms from 2006 to 2017 with former governors. Her search terms included key developments during those years and listed 31 words, including Trump. Again, Grandma was denied with no records found. It's absurd to believe none of the 31 words were ever mentioned during those 11 years. Eric, Diebold, Hava, Dominion, Governor's Association, Ranked Choice Voting, Voter Rolls, Democracy Fund, Rock the Vote, Pew, Tide, CTCL, Referendum, NCOA, etc. The counties play a different shell game with grandma. Salt Lake County demanded a massive $95,859 for Jen's first four grandma requests. These were election officials' communications over three to four months in terms of voter fraud, voter rolls, Dropbox, Dominion, Adjudicate, and so on. Once the county's chief administrative officer got, of appeals got involved, she said the fees are excessive. She lowered them 90% to $9,397. County election officials were then using outrageous fees to prevent records releases. In two cases, the searches were never even performed. Fees were pulled out of thin air. <laughs> Do you see what's going on in this country, dude? Jennifer submitted a grandma request to learn how often her name was mentioned by Salt Lake Sherry Swenson, a uh, Democrat, and other key staff during a two-month period. They found a whopping 698 communications, see image below. The county then demanded an astronomical fee of $9,489 to process the records. After many appeals steps... Jen got the fee lowered to $1,663. SLC knew the entire time they allowed to provide the results for free because the search was Jennifer's old name. Sophie and Jen have done an astonishing job understanding the maze of grandma laws and the games the agencies play. Their opponents with teams of lawyers have cited over 17 different statutes and ordinances intending to frustrate these ladies and convince them to give up. 
Sophie and Jen's research and analysis of previous grandma cases has helped them stay in the game. The stakes are much higher now and why they hired a law firm. They are very much appreciate any donations and have interesting merchandise too. note. Jennifer recently won an appeal to obtain a few grandma requests for the for free. The public interest outweighed the need to change her fees. Salt Lake City sued to prevent the release said it created a dangerous precedent. These people at Salt Lake County are flat out scoundrels. The left has taken advantage of the uh, courteous nature of Utah families and their faith for way too long. Look for Utah part two in the coming days. There's more to discuss. (laughs) I love to read stories like our mama bears out there doing work. You know what I'm saying? Never give up. What can you do? What can one person do? What can you do? This is what you can do. You can mama bear your way in there. And there's still, there's more that's coming from this that I'll save for Monday. And you'll probably see this stuff come out maybe today or, or over the weekend. I've seen, um, more news on that front. So, uh, check them out. And and if you can help, help us spread the word about them. You know what I'm saying? It's beautiful people. It's beautiful the people, not so much. Um, yeah, I am. I hear you. Nonetheless, another awesome story here today. Is how much time we got left? Only eight minutes. Gosh, it's Friday and it's chill time for all of you guys out there. So I'll see you guys lurking with uh, Red Pill tonight and see what he's got going on tonight. Um, what else do I have here up today? Let's see. Uh, Social Security whistling past the ninety-six million trillion dollar graveyard in Social Security. Um, I really hope uh, Republicans have a plan for Social Security, and I hope it has to deal with the the foundational Freedom Caucus uh, solutions that we came up with around 2012-ish time frame. It's great solutions for Social Security, and the future of Social Security will be solvent, and the future of it will change forever away from a dependence-style setup into a more invested-style setup, which is the way that it should be. GOP candidate puts Black Lives Matter protester on his back after things get physical at a Republican event in Arizona. (laughs) Watch this shit. So it's five seconds in. All right. Watch this. This is freaking hilarious, dude. (laughs) Speaking of our mama bears out there, this grandma's about had enough with these little soy boys. Her right here. Watch. (laughs) bitch slavish his ass get the fuck out of here she's (laughs) and of course he threw her to the ground yeah scumbag so yeah Uh, he was treating accordingly (laughs) Uh, these people are gonna learn one way or another they're going to learn who signed up for Patriot games out there. Have you signed up for Patriot games yet? I highly recommend you all do. I will be heavily involved as much as I possibly can in it. And I hope you will join us for that journey. We're going to work together to see what we can do uh, to lift up and get involved with, uh, with what Greg's got going on there. So uh, where do you donate? Uh, grab the gateway pundit link. It's in that link. In that link. 
sign up for Patriot Games, whatever Greg and uh, and Catherine have coming on, uh, going on. We're we're getting <laughs> uncensored families getting involved, whether you like it or not. <laughs> uh, happy Friday, guys! Last couple of things, FCCED, nothing new over there. We've already gone over all these. Still nothing new. Let's just check in on U.S. Just the United States, and still the uh, what's going on with the Madigan Mafia <laughs> going down over there. Uh, nothing's happening out there, man. The world's going to end, dude, as we watch the Madigan Mafia go down. Red Pill and Aaron both on tonight? Yes, indeed, Deplora Laura. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Department of Just Us. Let's wrap it up here, and then we'll uh, hang out with you guys a little more. Thanks for all the gold pills out there today, guys. I'll, I'll read those off here in just a moment. Justice Department obtains relief in lawsuit alleging discriminatory targeting of Hispanic homeowners. Federal officials declined to reopen investigation into the death of Bijan Gashar, whatever. Stock trader pleads guilty to defrauding investors in medical technology company, but it wasn't Big Pharma, so don't worry about that. Westlake Corporate Chemical Corporation subsidiaries reduce harmful air pollution. And that's what the Department of Justice is working on today. So there's that. All right. Uh, let's, uh, let's wrap up the show today with what's going on on Telegram today. Julie Kelly, let's start off with her. 90% of the people do not get enough vitamins. No, right about that. No doubt about that. Uh, Red Pill Pharmacist, this is pretty serious. Justin Bieber reveals he's been struck facial paralysis by Ramsey Hunt syndrome in a shock video to his fans. Huh. Really? Was he vaccinated? Uh, the Lone Raccoon out there doing his work. I don't know if you guys saw the work he's been going out there. It's been pretty awesome. Soaring CPI crushes peak inflation. <laughs> Uncovered DC voting machines, not secure citizens take actions. Yes, indeed. Uh, let's see. JR's out there hanging out. $5 gas of reality. Yes, indeed. Lara Logan, hilarious January 6th committee, not trying to temper expectations. <laughs> that is hilarious. The, James Wood, the reasons why they hate Trump is because the hogs from both parties swill at the same trough. One man alone tried to beat the swamp. They mounted a jihad against him. Here on two unseen in politics. They capped it off with the most crooked election in history. I would have to completely agree with that. There's the DOD release statement that uh, Red Pill, that's where I found that sauce. Um, Red Pill tonight, Andy Steele. 21 years of 911, the truth will be told. Uh, Andy Steele on with Red Pill tonight. That will be interesting to check out for sure. Exposing more corruption and blackmail tonight from Marco Polo. More coming from them, I'm sure. Uh, and the Grammy for Commie Song of the Year goes to. Nice. Vigilant Fox has got some, a lot of really good stuff about vaccines out there. I know you guys have probably been wondering why I haven't been covering any of that vaccine stuff. It's just tough, man, because there's so many people that are going to be harmed with it, and it's just the evil of it. The evil of it is just unreal, man. Know what I'm saying? The evil of, of Big Pharma and what they're doing around this world, it's very hard to deal with. I just stay with what I can deal with. You know what I'm saying? All right. Thanks for hanging out with me today, guys. I appreciate you guys very much. We'll be back on Monday. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Let me drop the gold pills out there. We'll see if uh, anyone's out there streaming here. Uh, what's going on out there? Sean Joe Matrix, the coal breaker. What's good? Thank you, Sean Joe, again for your support all the time. Based Amy, where we go, one go, we go all worldwide. Thank God it's Friday. Good to see you, Based Amy. God bless you. 
Uh, Sean Joe again. Who cares? Gambria. Uh, Blue Eyes open. Um, will he break it? <laughs> Tam Grau and Blue Eyes open again. Uh, Sean Joe, thank you guys. Thank you guys very much for the support, love, and prayers. As always, 25, 45 gold pills today. Thank you for helping keep, keep the lights on. I appreciate you guys very much. All the Twitch subscribers and everyone who's on here at, in any kind of platform. We appreciate you guys very much. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Much love, and I hope you guys have a great weekend. Deplore, Laura, you have a great weekend as well. He was vaxxed. Of course he was. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see how that'll wake up anybody. Probably not, right? Shan, thanks for the new follow over there on Twitch. 44 subs and 1,211 followers now. Thanks for hanging out with us here today. I'm going to see if there's anybody to rate if you guys want to hang out. I don't know. It's up to you. Over there on Tiger Network and Rumble, much love to you all. Great live stream. Thank you, Hank, for hanging out with us today. Joe Patriot's out there. Bieber's wife was hospitalized a while back. Yikes. Uh, us grandmas can still kick some ass. <laughs> Mag Sudo, God bless you. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Click on the money bag. Was there a money? Oh, if you want to help support here, yes, indeed. Thank you guys for everything, for the love, support, and prayers, and hanging out with me during the week, and helping lift me up this week. As you guys can tell, man, it's been a grind, and uh, it's been a little bit rough in some ways, but hey, we're getting through it, and the news is still getting out there. That's all that matters. So thanks for hanging out today, guys. And with that, I want to say much love, and God bless you all. I hope you guys have a great weekend. God bless you all. See you guys on Monday. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label. Because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference.